Welcome to another episode of Glass Half Full with Riker and Bobby. A bunch of my family members have been asking me about cold and flu help this fall and winter season, so I'm going to speed fire off some of my go-to immune boosting hacks. Ice baths. I know, strange, but very powerful for your immune system. I use the ice barrel. Key on colostrum, key on immune, or bulletproof immune complex. Inner fuel from bulletproof is very good. Zinc with copper, vitamins A, D, and K. Also a Viome test will give you tons of insight to what's happening inside your gut, which plays a huge role in your immune system. You can find links and discounts for all of these in my Instagram or Twitter bio. Today we welcome the band New Beat Fund. Shelby, Jeff, and Paul, musicians, artists, and music producers, also known as The Fund. You may have seen them as the band with me on the show, American Song Contest. They've written and produced music for all kinds of different artists, including most of my songs. Their New Beat Fund tunes, Scare Me, Halloween Birthdays, and Juice are featured in my short film, Aliens on Halloween, and their new song, Facts, is another banger. Do yourself a favor and check out their tunes and... Enjoy this episode, all new, glass half full. So much wasted energy on seeing glasses half empty. So let me be your fresh caffeine and I can top you off. In case you missed it, I'ma keep it, keep it, keep it optimistic, optimistic. Bobby, December is here. That means New Year's Eve is coming up. You got any plans? I don't know if I'll remember them if I do, so that's... <laughs> well, if uh, if you have room in your in your tight schedule, because I know you know you're you're a big time dude here in Los Angeles, so if I you say? got time for your schedule, I would highly recommend going to the New Beat Fund concert that is going to be happening oh. in Venice Beach on New Year's Eve. No, you got me. No, that you got me. Are you talking about the? New, are you talking about those guys? Yeah. That's right. That's oh, right. And shit. we got them on the podcast. Oh, let's go. Shelby, Jeff, Paul, also known as New Beat Fund, also known as The Fund, who okay. uh, that is their music production group. These guys, I am such a huge fan of these guys. They produced and wrote the majority of my songs. So it is very, very de- close and dear to my heart to have them on the podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to finally meet because the vibes here between this group is going to be immaculate. Let me oh, tell you. Man. Thank you guys Love so it. much for being Love here. It. How are you doing today? Doing, doing fantastic. You know, got a got a warm cup of joe here we're just, okay. we're just nice yeah we got the beverages yeah, love getting it our day started got to meet bobby just getting Let's the chat with, with the rag doggy it's been a, it's been a minute so i'm rag excited doggy. to just just hang it's been a while yeah yeah, and- yeah we were bobby i was just in vegas with these guys nice. for uh jeff's bachelor party okay. which was it was pretty epic we had a fantastic time i've known these guys since i was 18 like since the very very beginning Dang. days of r5 um they're they've been like mentors in, in a way and just all around amazing amazing friends they're amazing people um and i'm so glad you got to check out some of their tunes bobby because uh they're one of my favorite bands um so guys what i want to know is you took a little bit of a break with the with the music releasing and you're just now starting to come back with some music the most recent one facts by the way, freaking so good. The trumpet line, horn line, whatever you want to call that, is unbelievable. So I would just just take us into this because you got new music coming out. Give us give us all the deets. Um, yeah, it's, I, thank you for the 
for the nice words. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, we, we really like facts as well. Um, yeah, the, I think the break just came from maybe a little burnout of like, you know, we, the, for those of us, for those of you who don't know us, we're new beat fun and we've been a band for like, like 11 years now. So, you know, we, we put out some records, had a record deal toward a, like a ton and kind of like made it just that number one sort of place of like everything we do sort of maybe not balancing some of the other aspects of our life. Uh, and it kind of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think we just hit burnout for a sec and we wanted to switch gears and, you know, being on the road so much, you don't actually make that much music. So we're mm-hmm. like, let's go, let's right. go use these, uh, yeah. these skills here and the, the, let's get back into making music and help some of our friends and, uh, peers sort of like, yeah, help, help see, you know, take a back seat on our own stuff and help, help some others to uh to do the thing so yeah and you guys were producing for other people like crazy so you you've been so busy doing that it's you've probably uh it's probably been tough to kind of have time for your own music because you're too busy doing my music (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's actually really hard uh to balance that uh there's like obviously time but also just mental like bandwidth and creativity we we do totally a lot into other people's projects and building um, kind of their developing and building them up as artists, obviously sonically, but otherwise as well, just sharing our experiences with them and uh, our failures that hopefully they're, they're not, they could do better and quicker to succeed, you know? So um, yeah, it's like for us, it's been a really cool progression of uh, kind of building bands, touring, you know, building our sounds and performing and, and living that life and then kind of graduating ourselves naturally. Um, when, you know, we just had some friends approach us to like help them. This is like in the very beginning, uh, to uh-huh. help them produce. And then, you know, between the three of us, we've really developed over the years, a, a really great, uh, process, um, to making records with, within ourselves for our own project. And so applying that to, you know, up and coming artists, um, is really cool for us. It's a whole different thing. It's like, um, when you're working on your own stuff, it's very precious sometimes. And there's a lot of history and like all this stuff. And when you work with other people, it's kind of like you're a little outside of it and it's just a really cool process, you know? And you guys have had tons of uh, releases this year of music that you've written because I, do you have any idea what the number is? I'm just curious because I myself, I think I released six songs this year that you guys all did six, maybe, maybe it was like seven, but you guys did all of those. So, you know, you've at least had seven releases, six or seven from me. And there's been a bunch of other artists. Do you have a number from just from this year alone? It's like probably in the thirties, maybe. upwards upwards of 30 yeah Yeah, it's probably up 30 releases that is awesome i mean you guys are putting in the work you're putting in the time and it's all it's it's just so good and i and i i uh i try to express how how my gratitude to you guys with my music as much as i can because if i'm just having a, a tough day or whatever i can literally just go listen to my my music and you know how you get the little spotify wrapped at the end of the year yeah, yeah. it tells you what you're like most listening to i was like my number one <laughs> as you should because be. i just go as listen to my music you know That's what i mean so it sick. makes me feel good and, yeah. and you guys you guys helped bring my vision and my my inspiration 
inspiration and you guys just were there the whole time and bobby we went to san diego to write these songs yeah. got a little house on the beach oh, you know just total dope. total riker and the beachcomber vibe and uh, the, that's how these songs came about, and it was just it was just so so that's cool, cool, and I'm just so grateful for that yeah. experience. So then another cool thing, Bobby, I want to I just want I know all these facts. About <laughs> yeah, you got to give you all fill these, me in all these cool things. Yeah, yeah, I know all while, these. While facts. we're promoting facts we'll a little my, bit, yeah, you know, facts, 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 oh, right? Oh, shoot. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but one, so Bobby, you know, we talk about skydiving a lot because I'm a skydiver. You've been skydiving. These guys have it way cooler. They went skydiving with the Red Bull team in oh, Austria. Oh my gosh, that's dope. It, yeah, it was our first time, or my first time. Yeah, talk about all of those things, like because you guys were signed to Red Bull Records. That's the album Sponge Fingers. Um, I mean, you there's just you guys have some awesome, awesome stories. So just tell tell, tell us a little bit about that whole uh session of your of your lives being signed with red bull and all that crazy travel and all that cool stuff sure uh well let's start at the red bull thing because uh <laughs> or the austria trip with the skydiving because that was just yeah we gotta, we gotta touch on that yeah yeah exactly um, it's the coolest thing and it was at a, a formula one race <laughs> and it was yeah. at a formula oh, one well, race oh. unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> this was before the netflix show so i'm like way more i'm way more of a fan of f1 now than i was then <laughs> yeah. and i i think i would right. like i would have freaked out to have been in the, in the uh what, what do they call it the, the paddock weird the, the paddock oh, yeah oh man so we got to like go into the paddock and we got to go through all where all the drivers and everything were walking around and um we got what what did they call it like the the, the best like bird's eye view of the whole raceway where all this bougie stuff was going yeah. down yeah, and the they, they were they we were watching the race and like uh at, yeah at this point kind of ignorant to formula one but like stoked to be in the environment and just watching these right. cars just like go crazy that's dope and then we're uh we got to we got to like see the pits which was cool and they're like they're that was the most incredible part for me is how tidy and perfectly clean the formula one pits are they're yeah. like it's like precision precision even that there's like not even a speck of dust in these things man uh, anyway so we're at the the little bird's eye view watching the thing and they're bringing us cocktails and there's there's gals in lederhosen and like all the <laughs> nice. all the fun food and festivities and they hook uh, us up with all the red bull racing uh gear so we had like shirt oh, we had, was like sweats oh, and shoes and yes the shirts and uh so that that weekend was um, a whole it's a whole like F1 festival thing. And there's mm -hmm. obviously like the main event, but then there's a bunch of other things. So we performed uh, we opened up for Nina, which she's like a kind of like a German legend. Ninety nine red balloons. Oh, yeah. Banger song. Um, yeah. But uh, and uh, it was just so amazing. We kind of went out there for that show and then. You know, because we were on Red Bull Records and associated with the brand, they really gave us a full VIP, like, kind of treat. Um, so we were really taken care of, pretty much, you know, stayed in an amazing, like, castle hotel, like, at the foothill of the Alps. And, Dang. Uh, did just so many so good things. So sick. Visited, was... like, the soccer stadium and, yeah, got jerseys with our names on it. It's just, like, they were really and, great. You and know? Red, uh, Red Bull yeah. obviously has, like, uh, they're known for their extreme, you know, sports and, and athletes. So we had, the, we had the chance for the skydive team, Red Bull skydive team, to bring it back around here to take us up uh, and 
launch out of a plane with those guys, That's which so dope. was so my dope. it was my first time doing this. <laughs> and wow, I was like, I was I was one, I was blown away, like the like how fun that was and the the, yeah. th- the thrill. It was a, like I don't know how to comprehend it actually still, but so fun. Um, and then I think because we were with the skydive team and in uh, Austria, sort of we could I think go higher than usual. Um, anyway, they threw us out of the plane. It was uh, it was <laughs> it was so, so fun. And these these guys are like flipping and doing the craziest yeah. stuff, and like they had yeah, sort so cool. of the the wings on their 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 suits and. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. Yeah, Riker, you would have fit right in. Yeah, yeah. Riker would have been. Oh man, I yeah, I I uh, that would have been just the most insane thing to be a part of. But I I'm so I'm definitely jealous. But I'm I'm so happy that some of my favorite people got to experience that. <laughs> that must have just been a a trip for the memories. You know what I'm saying? You like that just sounds like an absolutely epic trip. Like if I think of epic vacations or just experiences, like that would be in the top five for sure. That's it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to talk. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. I got a question off of that stuff because okay, so relating also to Riker, I you said that you you mentioned that you guys went to San Diego and you rented a house and that's kind of where you guys were mm-hmm. writing the songs and stuff. I imagine that you guys get some inspiration from doing like having experiences like this in the real world. Like you were saying, like when you're touring a lot. Uh, me as a comedian, I, I do stand up, and a lot of the times. Uh, we fall into this trap where we're we're grinding so hard on tour. Like this year, I've been I've just been touring nonstop, and you realize that like you need like external experiences and you need to step away from the art in order to get inspired and to come up with like new material. Because if you don't, then you're just t- talking about airlines and like being in comedy clubs and yeah. stuff. And like you need real life stuff. <laughs> like you need to go do stuff like that in order to like build up your art. Is that similar? In a sense, so like you guys, do you guys find inspiration from just doing stuff that's completely like different, like that, like with skydiving or like going to the beach or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, a location like the San Diego thing is an, an inspiration in itself because you know we get to all live together for like a little bit and you know share this experience. And uh, but I feel like day to day life is it's important to have space away from one from our work because we work you know, so much in our studio now, regardless of the band, uh, that space, a way to get real, like life in real experiences, yeah. whether they be like really, really great ones, fun ones, or things that are maybe a little heavier in life that might be like a more troublesome time that you're going through. I think all the, all those things need, uh, attention in your personal life and your relationships and your friendships. So, uh, space away from the art, is really important to us now. I feel like we we're better at finding the balance with it. Um, but yeah, like, you, you know, I feel like when you're touring constantly, when we were touring, we always wanted to be making music, but it's just unrealistic. You know, yeah. we're like, we live, we live this same cycle of a day over and over again. And it's full of like great experiences, but it just isn't the right environment to sit down and try and translate that into music. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's not a, it's not a creative environment because you're just like it's super fun and you're you're having a great time you know there's there's going out on stage and and performing and entertaining people is is so great but it's it's definitely uh i've even tried like writing you know working on my movies on the on the road like while i'm touring and even even that just sitting down and like trying to be creative is so difficult it doesn't it doesn't flow the same as if you're just sort of like 
you're at your at your desk and you have like the you can go take a walk outside and you're not like I don't know. There's just something about that touring thing that's just like creates like yeah. a, a, an enclosed th- uh, thing of of the and the creativity just doesn't feel very flowing. Yeah, yeah. and I feel I feel too like it's like kind of when you're on tour, you're sort of it's like the intention. Like when we went to San Diego, our intention was like, yo, we're gonna put our brains together, we're gonna we're gonna write some songs together. So even mm-hmm. going into it, our energy was focused and um, yeah not sort of we weren't splitting it we weren't like oh we're gonna play a show and go to san diego and then write and you know we were like yo we're gonna relax we're gonna let some songs sort of pour out of us and enjoy enjoy uh just shooting the shit yeah but with the intention yeah. and we're of, gonna let Riker. uh we're gonna let Riker uh give us some nootropics <laughs> and see what happens and some margaritas <laughs> no. we did, we did have a couple of cocktails yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That helps. I, uh, in the morning though Bobby, in the morning, I, I made him coffee, and then I gave everybody some nootropics. Yes. So we were at the at this time. Uh, I hadn't gotten in gotten into uh, uh, Newtopia yet, which Bobby, yeah, you're familiar like with. But at this time, I was I, I was doing um, Unfair Advantage from Bulletproof and Neuromaster from Bulletproof, and um, just uh, making making Bulletproof coffee. You know, just so we were in the mornings, we were getting going, and then we take a little break, go out on the beach, we come back, have a couple cocktails. You know, it's a different. It's a it's a looser, uh, but still like focused on the objective. But you're a little more free flowing with your yeah. ideas. So we had a, we kind of got the best of both worlds in that, and it was uh, it was a good time. We had a great time. We wrote uh, let's see, we wrote optimistic. We wrote eight day weekend. We wrote uh, t- let's go take it easy, which was originally yeah. called therapy. Yeah. And we wrote uh, the one that hasn't come out yet, which would probably come out in January February. Uh, Cali crazy, oh, California yeah. crazy. Okay. We got, yeah. We got fire, 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 and fire. <laughs> when you hit, fire. Call the fire department, man. We got to be putting these yeah. out. It's winter season. It's fire season. Yeah. Uh, how, what's Let's the go. process of a song? Like you said, pouring out. That's such a beautiful like visual visualization. Like, do you guys all have different processes? Like, do, like, because I, I don't think I could write a song in a million years. Like, just think right now. Like, you sit down. And it's like, <laughs> all right. Like theme, or does it come to you while you're like just like walking around, or like like how does that even work? Mm, it's probably a combo of everything, yeah. really. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we'll just have like little lyric ideas. I think optimistic was that where we had like a an idea for the song to be called optimistic, and we just started building off of that. But yeah, I just, just thought that was a cool title to have. So yeah. mm-hmm. we were like, and then uh, Nate, who was there with us, who who wrote. Uh, wrote the songs with us he he just literally spit out the first line like right yeah. then and that yeah, really yeah. Cool. yeah that's, a, that's amazing. amazing and then it's kind of snowballs i imagine yeah yeah it's like it could be like it it could start with a concept like that and then we'll just kind of like honestly just like pass the ball around and just like so we're all like yeah yeah that's cool and then um and then it yeah it, it kind of starts to just reveal itself uh it's, yeah and, it's kind of like a concept that we kind of are a seed concept seed that we're kind of all watering together. And then we kind of, uh, I think we just had acoustic guitars and we were kind of just jamming and playing with chords and it's kind of just trial and error, uh, until like there's group consensus, you know, like that's the beauty Mm -hmm. of the collaboration in a songwriting setting like that, where Riker was smart enough and nice enough to take us down there and put, and kind of build this, setting where we are all feeling great yeah. uh you know he definitely has a he knows um his like band brand and sonic palette aesthetic that he 
wants and he wants like uh you know fun positive beach music so he just brings us down to san diego we're all having a fun positive beach time yeah yeah and then and then we're kind of like workshopping these little songs so there's the process is kind of like writing a basic song which is chord chords melody you know arrangement uh lyrics and then we kind of just chip away and sculpt it um from like nothing to like a final product and in that in the that weekend was mainly just focused on songwriting uh and then eventually we kind of bring it to our studio and we kind of build after that weekend's done that's like that initial spark where everything is like kind of centered around yeah um and are you guys writing this all down or are you recording it so you don't forget like what you're saying or do you just remember it in the spot like yeah, I feel like writing it down yeah, usually and then voice, I think voice notes are, voice are notes. one of our biggest yeah. tools. Just just drop a phone and let it run. And then that way, you can go if back. you're like me and you forget you forget things in five seconds, you're, yeah. you got you to gotta have it on that recording. That's how it is with me is too. Yep. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> the worst feeling. Like when I think of like a good joke and I'm like, all right, I'll remember it. Like I don't write it down right away. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't remember it. It makes me so pissed. Oh, yeah. No, you uh, got to write yeah. that shit yeah. down. I know. I'll, I like training. I'll be, I'll be out there in traffic, like almost just taking out <laughs> cars. Like, oh, shit. I yes. got to pull over and get this stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's so good. So speaking of uh, your guys' writing process, and like, because I, I know you, you guys kind of touched on what we did in San Diego, but you know your new song with Facts and even um, um, What's It All For is, is relatively new as well. So t- talk, tell us about the process of coming up with those two songs. Uh, facts, I made the, I started the beat, I actually made on my phone originally. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which has been like the new method for me. I just like making stuff on my phone now. Uh, I sent it to Jeff. And he sort of just came up with like the hook in the first verse and we lived with that. Felt like it had like some good potential. We started working on it and then brought it in the studio, had Shelby put his flavor on it, added like some great guitar parts and uh, helped with the arrangement and added some of like the pre-choruses and just really just fleshed out the entire project after that. That's awesome. Uh, Riker, you... you you'll you'll be uh this is something we haven't talked to you about but this is pretty interesting just overall so we've kind of been making music together for a very long time obviously Mm -hmm. we've had bands before new beat fund and you know we do a lot of other projects in writing so we kind of like recently have decided to just go back to the coins era process for ourselves oh tight okay so for those of you guys who don't know coins was the new beat fund debut ep correct am i am i yeah. correct yeah yeah yeah. yeah it was like when yeah. we first made the band we came out with coins and yeah. we kind of had this like uh process that just naturally happened we we were on a prior label and we departed and um you know we were we were getting really good at making our own records and we kind of like were like let's just make our own ep and so in our houses we decided to kind of do it and um but building those songs we kind of had this internal process uh, where you know there would be maybe an initial s- sonic spark, whatever idea. Then it it would really kind of center around Jeff, kind of building like a vocal melody and some lyrics and kind of like a basic layout. All, essentially, a really shitty demo. No mm-hmm. offense, but that that it was just like a really basic idea. And then he would kind of turn it over to Paul, and then it would kind of build and you know, and then we would kind of like build it all together and. And um, 
yeah, we were just kind of like after so many years and being on a label and having producers and A&Rs and, you know, kind of the beauty of kind of taking a step back and we can, and also doing it for so long, we can kind of like be like, you know, that era, there was just some sort of magic that happened automatically, you know, those songs resonated for some reason. Maybe we try going back to that era of how we made the music. Oh, um, interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Cause so this was like, scare me. Yeah. yeah. Celibate celebrity phony disco. Like yeah. those songs like Bobby, I know you'll know scare me from, uh, Aliens on Halloween. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So, that, I mean, yeah, that was, I remember, uh, you know, Shelby teaching me how to use the uh, main stage and the, um, we called it the beast, but it was a, an analog in-ear mixer. And you just gave me the EP. And it was just like, it was, this is so dope. We okay. listen to it constantly. Yeah. There's, yeah. there seems to be like sort of uh, the, this natural ebb and flow to things and it's it's sort of flowing back to i guess pro like process wise where we were at that time and it just being us three and the sort of way that we we work together because you know we're all capable of different things but you know i'm in in new beat fund in this group we sort of do it a way where we have a just good a good way that we all pick up our own like places where maybe some of us are not as strong or whatever so we mm -hmm. come together and um and yeah i think too it's just there's a lot happening right now it's an interesting time too so i think uh i think the beginning of our band we 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 had something to say and uh like like you said we you know being out on the road and being in that bubble it, it kind of isn't conducive for living life in a in a way where you can have a, a sort of pers inside perspective and i think you know us going through i mean what whatever's going on right now is uh there's a lot of interesting things and uh i feel like for me it's fun to just t tap into some of that and some of my personal sort of feelings and things on on the moment so right yeah yeah and i think you know that's again like that's kind of where we started with scare me which was like i think the first song we we wrote and it was uh you know again we kind of came out swinging trying uh and i feel like literally with facts we're we're, we're swinging again but <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah yeah <laughs> there's a uh there's there's a, an any day reference in there wind up battle up anyways yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys touched on it briefly but mm -hmm. so like you new beat fund is not your first band and i i know a little bit about, about of the story but uh like tell bobby and and the listeners how you guys met and the and the first band which was called capra bobby i don't know if you are uh familiar but um they they they've been making music together. These three have been making music together for for quite some time now, and um, the evolution is is really neat. So tell us about that. Okay, funny enough, Capra was not the first band. Capra uh, wasn't even the first band. Yeah, Holy! Yeah. Come on, Riker. Even I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I got the poster okay, right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to run through this pretty quickly, but pretty much, uh, Jeff and Paul are brothers. Okay, so oh, okay. they're. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good fact. They've to, been uh, they've been clarify. in a band. They've been in a band for quite some time. Uh, anyway, so they had a band in high school. And um, at that period, I had a band in high school as well. And we were kind of like doing our thing. 
Were you guys going to the same high school? Different high school. Different same, high schools. Okay. Same town. Same Santa Valley, Clarita yeah. they're Valley. Like, yeah. They're like gotcha. 10 minutes away from each other. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, Jeff and I worked at a restaurant called Stonefire Grill. We packed takeout and we would just chat. We both played guitar. We would talk about gear or like whatever. And we would just hang out and work and stuff. We were like 17 at the time. One day mm-hmm. Jeff was like, hey, uh, I have a band. Do you want to like try out for my band? Um, and I was like, cool. Tried out made it that band is called a weekend flight we had two other members um and they already had the band i was the last to join and we kind of started you know working building eps and playing shows and all that stuff uh eventually that band kind of tapered out and through it all kind of jeff paul and i had this good dynamic and we were like nah we can let's let's build another band so we decided to build another band uh we auditioned singers and drummers and we kind of found this drummer, Matt, and this singer, Kelly. And um, we formed a band called Capra. And we did the same thing. We played shows and, you know, made... Do you made remember where your first show as Capra was? Like, first, like, l- legit, like, club show? First show. I think... Oh, that's a good question. Yes. I, I think... No, there's this place called... It, it's now... Uh, I think a bar called Thirsty Merchant. Oh, uh, bro, Port of Athens. Uh, Port of, it was called Port of Athens, and it's on, <laughs> I think, more parts. So it's a Greek it. restaurant. It was, yeah, it was a yeah. Greek, Greek restaurant. bar. Yeah, on Riverside, right? And it, on Riverside yeah, and, yeah. and Witsit. And uh, it used to be this sort of dingy, like, right. it was like a Greek restaurant going, you know, it was, it, was, it was on its way out, like a promoter picked up to try to, like, bring life, and they had this stage, like, that big. Uh, <laughs> like a seven inch by seven inch and we all piled onto this tiny stage to perform uh okay and yeah i remember that uh i actually remember that but now it's now it's a it's like a little sports bar they've redone it it's okay but back then it was uh it wasn't pretty it wasn't, it wasn't pretty yeah it we'll wasn't popping okay. there was probably like eight people there now were there song were, were, in the set list was uh was like low day no, no, shaking no, this feet, is so those songs okay. so a weekend flight was 2003 um, okay and that was when we first started a weekend flight i think we first started uh capra around 2006 is that okay right to you guys yeah and yeah. we had uh multiple we had multiple eps before we got even a record deal so we recorded uh like a six song then we, were, we did an eight song the eight song ep was like that was when we were kind of in this like young hollywood era our G- singer was gypsy an actor. jones gypsy yeah. jones um is that ep and we were doing so many shows around la i mean ever since we were in a weekend flight we were playing la all over the place so we've yeah. definitely been in this scene for 20 plus years <laughs> um but yeah so then um eventually we our singer was an actor and we got a manager and kind of things progressed. Uh, we got a new drummer because our drummer left. And so Michael and Kelly and us, we kind of like, that's where it started to escalate into a record deal. And uh, we signed with Hollywood Records and begun to write and record, you know, a full record. Um, we we kind of did the majority of the demoing and, and writing. Uh, the other guys were a little distant, um, but they were just doing other things and it was great. It was good. It was a good uh, dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, we probably over the course of writing, 
uh, in recording probably two years. We had a record with Hollywood Records. And it was finished. It was sick. And then uh, our singer quit the band. Oh, man. And, uh, so uh, so just for just for fun facts for those listening, I just want to... Oh, uh, man, I was on the edge of my seat that whole time. And I was like, oh! <laughs> what, what, yeah. what was... Uh, what's, Kelly, what's Kelly's last name again? Blatz. Blatz, yeah. So, no, so check this out. So, so for those of you who know, Kelly Blatz, he was on the show... Uh, he was on the Disney Channel show. Uh, Aaron Stone. Yeah, Aaron, yeah Stone. Aaron Stone. Aaron Stone. So he was Aaron Stone, okay. right? Okay, yeah, so yeah. check this out, Bobby. Yeah. So fun fact. So they're signed to Hollywood Records. Uh, different time, but R5 eventually gets signed to Hollywood Records. Oh. Their manager uh, of Capra was Andre, who is R5's manager and the, now currently the driver's manager, my manager. Uh, then I go do a movie with Kelly, and in the movie – I sell him we I sell him drugs I sell him weed which I I hadn't never smoked in a, at all and I had to act like a drug <laughs> then they go uh, which we're gonna catch up to newbie fund but just the fun fact about newbie fund so I go see uh, we go see a concert uh, I for my 21st birthday and it's newbie fund and I turned 21 at midnight and the, the security guard gave me a 21, it was like 10 o'clock, gave me a 21 and up wristband. He said, happy birthday. And Shelby bought me my first drink. Wow. Hey. Yeah. That's dope. That's awesome. so, Dude, that's amazing. It's pretty awesome. Like, that's, we got some history. That is that's the real really history cool. right there. Yeah, right? Like the, and the ties oh, of all yeah. that. Like, I did a movie with Kelly. We have the same manager. We're signed to the same label. That's insane. It's just so cool. Anyway, so... So you guys, so you're you're now officially you got Capra. You're signed to Hollywood Records. You're making the album and uh, continue through. Oh, Kelly quits the band. Kelly quits the band. We made the full record. Kelly decides he wants to leave, and the four of us were kind of like, ah, what are we gonna do? This is awful. It was like the end of the world at that point yeah. you know, for us. Yeah. But we decided to, you know, for a little bit, we were still on Hollywood Records, and we tried to find a singer and tried to replace him, um, and it was pretty awful it was like auditioning singers was like week one of american idol but in real life (laughs) for real it was just really hard do you have any really funny ones that you can remember yeah most of all of them (laughs) like it's insane like american idol you're like oh they must like amp it up for tv but then when we when we put an ad on craigslist some of the stuff back was insane. <laughs> Put an egg on Craigslist. I like. I don't know why that just got me. Yeah, I could. I couldn't even believe it. We would, yeah. but actually, what made it it made it kind of fun because it was just constant. I remember being at our like favorite Mexican food spot, La Casina. We were all just like sitting, having like some chips and salsa, and we were like looking at a few, and it was like this guy in like a suit like let me tell you why i'm the best singer he was like doing this whole thing and then when it comes when it comes to like singing he just like he's like uh, you know not great i'll say not great the man the man wasn't made for it all right uh but yeah there was just like uh, it was like non-stop comedy some of this stuff where we get like some guy who would like just be like screaming and we're like, mm, <laughs> not really the vibe. That'd be like or a like funny, a, or like a, that'd be like a funny music video. Like we we put out a Craigslist ad to test new like new singers for our band. <laughs> like you put like yeah, have them sing the lyrics. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, like a fifty year old country singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like didn't even didn't even peep the ad. Just sent us like a reel of like 
these old like 20 year old videos with like crazy weird graphics on them. Like, See, I'm glad I'm not in any awesome. positions like that. Cause I like, I think I would hire the guy, guy immediately. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> for, like, this like, a up routine, it would probably yeah. hit. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. We gotta, get yeah. we gotta get the guy. So right eventually, <laughs> um, you know, we auditioned people and we found this guy, uh, who was a really amazing singer. Like, wow. He was so talented. And for a couple months, we tried with him, and eventually, he he just he wasn't really connected to the songs that were finished, and it didn't really work out. He kind of bounced, so we tried to salvage it, didn't work. Um, and at that point, Hollywood Records, okay. Uh, and then, well, here's here's what happened. One day, Jeff was like, "I'll sing." And you know, historically, Jeff um, during Capra times, he was kind of. <clears throat> really helping shape melodies and writing because Kelly was always working on films or TV shows. And, and like, you know, it was kind of, we were the core anyways. And he was really uh, doing a lot of melodic work and, and kind of, he would write songs and uh, lyrics and stuff. And, and Kelly would kind of, and they would kind of come together. So one day he was like, yeah, I'll sing. And we were kind of like, uh, and at the time Jeff was like pretty shy guy. He was like a shy boy. Um, and um <laughs> okay and we were kind of like oh that's funny jeff okay like let's find a singer though and, and uh and then he was like no no no. like i, I he kind of like kept pushing we're like all right let's just let's give it a shot so one day the four of us michael and us three decided we would play a show um uh 15 minutes like a 15 minute set all we had were three demos that that jeff had kind of fucked around with and uh, we decided to play 15 minutes just to see what it was like. Um, and so we played this like really crappy spot mm. in Santa Clarita. And we played 15 minutes. We invited some friends. And my parents were out of town at the time. And so we played the show just to see what it felt like. And then uh, it felt pretty good. And then we went, we, everybody went back to my, par my parents' place. And we all had a party. And it was fun. It was um, great. <laughs> <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> and so that's when we decided, okay, we'll start a new band. Let's give it a year. And at, at that time, our parents were like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? What are you like? Come on, guys. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. you're, gonna, you're really going to do this again, you know, or whatever? Yeah. yeah. You're going to do it for the <laughs> third time? So, um, Wait, fun fact, though. Shake Your Feet was in the first set list. It was. Yeah. We played it that. Was. Oh. Yeah. That's actually... Nice. That's for the heads. For the, so, the, so the first official no. new beat fund, were you guys no. called? We were like uh, unnamed. Uh, we were just uh, just four. Yeah. yeah, that yeah was like, to be determined. That was like, we think we could do this <laughs> okay. with just us four without finding another singer. You know, that was like reforming kind of the whole yeah. thing. So we kind of, we decided we wanted to start a new band. We decided we'd give ourselves one year we decided that we would drop our entire business team, business manager, label, lawyers, uh, agents, everybody. We dropped everybody. Um, and our Hollywood records was nice enough to just kind of let us go. They understood the, the, you know, dilemma and it was really no big deal. And, um, you know, that was when we connected with R5 and you guys, because, uh, Andre was like, Oh, um, you know, this band mm -hmm. could probably use your gear. Maybe you want to see if you could sell it to them. And, and, uh, so we sold them all of our live gear. We built this rig for when we would go play live shows, in-ear rig and playback and stuff. And uh, Yeah, so for those of you listening, if you came to the West Coast tour or the East Coast tour, 
you saw us using that gear. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that musicians sold gear to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, 2013. <laughs> or no, time to time. no, no, 2012. Sorry, 2012. Yeah, this is, That's this what we that. We sold it to them 2000, late 2011. And uh, yeah. that was late 2011. We were, we were recording our EP. And so get this. This is, I don't know if we've ever talked to you about this, Riker, but pretty much we sold this gear to you guys for like 10 grand or something. And we mm-hmm. used we used that 10 grand to pretty much pay for the first year of our band. And Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So like that that money funded New Beat Fund to like kind of do our thing. So we wow. kind of kept that money and we we funded we, your new beats. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Riker. You were the first ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we uh yeah, we made it really official. We made an EP That's ourselves. Crazy. We you know, we deemed ourselves New Beat Fund, um, and then we filmed uh, Scare Me. We we used money, some of that money, to make Scare Me the video for the song. Great and- music video. <laughs> Excellent music video. So good. So funny. Yeah, with our uh, friend Chris Bongiorno. And, uh, yeah, so within a year, we were, like, four dudes just going for it. Like, we played probably within a year in L.A., we probably played about 50 shows oh uh, yeah which is impressive but we were just anything we could do we did it yeah um we got on to k-rock locals only and that's when we started getting hit up by people we got hit up by um johnny minardi and our guy we got hit up by gabe apodaca agent um and that's when we just like a lot started happening um yeah yeah that's a that's kind of how we met some of the labels we got we met, we met Tick from Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you guys got to Red Bull. Yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it was like kind of through, weirdly, it was through like kind of K Rock, which was like LA's sort of local alt station. They had a, yeah. Um, they had a, they had a late night show on Sunday nights, I believe. And every, mm-hmm. they would basically Cat. top 10 of local uh, artists, which was really cool. And it actually is a, was a good platform for, for some discovery. Uh, R.I.P. Though to radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. What's so? What's like the big deal? F- like nowadays, it'd be like a like a social like a viral song on social media, right? Like instead of like a radio or, or like so. a playlist. Yeah, like, I'd say TikTok playlist, yeah. or yeah, playlist. I think I think yeah. TikTok right now is probably through social media the biggest. But wow, I think Spot- yeah, Spotify. I I I Spotify. feel like their playlists. Um, especially the the deep ones with a lot of followers are kind of the new radio and they mm-hmm. a lot of the songs on there sort of hold their place in it for a decent amount of time which is kind of like radio it was like you know for six months you'd kind of hear the same rotation of songs and mm-hmm. some of these playlists like if you go alt rock you'll probably if you listen to, to to it for six months you probably hear a lot of the same songs over so i i yeah. feel like that's kind of the new-ish radio version. Um, but <clears throat> it's kind of Wild West right now with the internet. It's like, I don't, like, it. I, I think we're sort of like, uh, how you get discovered these days? I don't know, it's a crapshoot, man. Yeah. <laughs> so during that era, though, when we were playing a bunch of shows, uh, is when we kind of, like, developed a relationship with Riker and... and uh, all the Lynch kids really. And uh, I spent a week with them kind of like hanging and teaching. And, and uh, just because our music was on that rig, like they heard the, the Capra record that never came out 
Uh, yeah. they, and I gave them uh, our new beat fund and, and they kind of started coming to shows and it kind of was like a beginning of our like long relationship, which has been beautiful. Just like, you know, it really has. These guys were at my wedding that they, they performed at my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, many, many, many parties. Uh, like I said, my 21st birthday uh was was a really really cool one um they're in your movie there yeah i use their songs in the movie um we we used uh for those of you who have seen aliens on halloween we use scare me halloween birthdays obviously and um juice is also in there yeah um, yeah it's 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 just been it's been such a uh, an awesome relationship that we've had for many many years now um these guys will come out and play softball with us um bobby we're getting you out to one of those games soon um and we like i said at the beginning of the podcast we were just in vegas for jeff's bachelor party so it's like we've had uh like i said since i was about 18 and i'm and i'm 32 now and uh we just yeah it's just been it's been so fun and and for those of you you if you don't have new year's eve i want to hear more about this new year's eve show but if i was in town i would 100 percent be there front row you know how i do my my concerts <laughs> yeah uh, I do. <laughs> but bobby some of the funnest times i've ever had at concerts have been at new beat fund and i've seen them many I'm many going. times they, they even I toured with plans. us i'm going uh back in our five days it it's they're so entertaining, man. They do such a good job. Is uh, is is uh, Michael is Silky playing uh, drums for the show? I, I think we're gonna rock this one uh, due to the circumstance. Just uh, us three. Um, okay, so like uh, drum track or something. Yeah, Paul's Paul's gonna <laughs> Paul's gonna rip like... up the decks. So he's he's kind of uh, through our production and different ways of playing shows. Uh, gotcha. He's gotten into turntables, and uh, it actually is a really cool way in the way that we produce oh, our music. Oh, dope. So um, sick. it's sort of like hip hop meets alt rock as far as the live show. Nice. Uh, yeah, right, it's actually right, right. Yeah. it's go. pretty sick. Because Riker, yeah. you would love this. Because like normal band setup, you kind of do like a set amount of songs. What well, the uh-huh. way we're kind of doing it is, um, we kind of like medley. Like we could, we pretty much like build like a set with like 15 or more songs and we kind of go in and out of all these eras and he plays oh, bass. Oh, okay. He plays bass and uh, DJs and then uh-huh. uh, Jeff and I are up front and we kind of like, it's kind of like a mix of like DJing and live band. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, you, Riker, you would know, but you know, when you play a show and someone comes out, they're like, yo, you guys didn't play that one song though. And so we're like, well, <laughs> now now if someone has that one song, we could like do this set and we'll drop like the chorus of it and then be out of it. So we'll like we'll oh, get okay. we're dope. able to we're able to cover a little more ground where it's more you know, like I said, like it has that hip hop feel where maybe we won't play the song from A to the end. It will yeah. we'll, like drop in yeah. for yeah chorus or we'll, we'll kind of mash it up when you're on a concert it, there's not there's no room for improvisation right like or like everything is planned like every song uh, right? it's kind of mm-hmm. there's room but there's you you typically have a like you, like a set list that you're following uh-huh um and it depends on how comfortable you are with each other like if i feel like the crowd like this just happened a couple weeks ago if i feel like the crowd is in need of a pick-me-up if they're if they're kind of having a tough night for whatever reason i'll be like hey we need to go to an upbeat song we can't we can't play a slow one right Mm -hmm. now 
mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, we'll just wow. skip or, or we'll do we'll do little audibles like that. But for the most part, we're sticking within. So what they're saying, yeah. Bobby, is they can kind of, imp- they can kind of throw in anything at any time. Which throw it really in there cool. because they, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Because yeah, they're, they're basically DJ, DJ, yeah. half DJ, half live. Yeah, you can just like hit that yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can build <laughs> moments <laughs> moments of improv. You know, we're like, oh, here we're gonna just kind of like let it be free for a second and then go yeah. back to yeah. like a, a set. But this is um yeah, this is kind of a new way. I mean, and and it's kind of crazy because we right now we develop and work with a lot of other artists. We've been playing shows with this uh, talented Colombian singer. Her name is Vale. And we do like these stripped sets where it's kind of like hybrid acoustic, but we have a drum machine. And then we'll sometimes we'll play with her where it's like full band and we have a live drummer. And, you know, there's kind of just, it's kind of cool just to mix it up, you know, especially we've we've played so many shows over the years and toured and done the big stages and the small stages and the zero people there and then the 5,000 people there. You know, like, it's like, we've done all these things. So uh, for our current just situation and setup, it's really cool to do it like this, mainly because New Fund has a pretty extensive discography. And like Jeff said, it's, yeah. it's tricky to, like, please everybody. So... And just to keep it hype and keep it moving and keep it fun. And like, we have so many eras, like just little tastes here and there of everything. It's kind of the funnest way for us right now, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I awesome. hope, hopefully uh, you guys will be uh, capturing some video from uh, from this New Year's Eve concert. So where is it? So tell our listeners if they're in Los Angeles or if they're in California, for that matter, where can they come? Where can we get tickets? Where can they come see this show? What's, what's okay. the deal? Is it a guest list thing? I know. No, people. I'm bringing a hot date. <laughs> I like that. There's, oh, there's going to be a lot of beautiful mm-hmm. people there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, this group called The Lab, um, and they, what they do is they put on events and kind of bring creators together. So comedians, writers, uh, musicians, producers, um, actors, like kind of like this network of in L.A. of cool creatives. And they they their whole mission is to like, host these events to where they bring and connect, they bring together and connect creatives. So they've been okay. doing a bunch of events this year that we've, some of them we've, we've played at with uh, Vale and we've kind of done some things and now they're like, yo, we want MBF to play. And we're like, all right, let's new year's, let's do it. So they're doing a big Sick. party yeah. um, on the West side Um and you know tickets and we kind of haven't announced it yet or anything this is like the first place that we're even saying it so uh oh snap you heard it here first folks yeah. a glass half full exclusive Ooh. yeah this is the, the new beat fund new year's eve show yeah they they're gonna be finalizing venue today i think and tomorrow we have a call and we're gonna start rolling it all out so eventually on so our... should i not post this episode tomorrow because that's honestly what i was planning on doing. <laughs> no post it <laughs> yeah, post please. it post tomorrow it. yeah 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 no, okay yeah. cool you cool, deserve cool, Ryder. you deserve uh the pre-announcement announcement yes <laughs> yeah it's gonna cost you another ten thousand dollars <laughs> 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 yeah so uh but yeah it's gonna be dope we're um there's gonna be a lot of like cool peeps art there's gonna be a lot of uh visual artists too like painters and they showcase cool. so oh. many artists so um there's obviously gonna be everyone's gonna be looking real dope 
you know, being a little sexy, uh, and then we're going to bring the fun vibes. Well, that's going to be so that's fun. Gonna... I wish I was in town. And, and uh, yeah, if, if you guys are looking, if you're listening at home, listening in your car, whatever, if you're looking for something to do New Year's Eve, this is the place you want to be. So be on yeah. the lookout for more details. Yeah. Um, I will definitely repost and, and share the info. And if you're a fine lady, if you're a fine lady. Uh... Bobby needs a date. And all the fine ladies out there of age, uh, I can take you. Uh, I know the guys in the band, like coincidentally. Uh, yeah. So uh, just slide yeah. in, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. I love just get the, get the, <laughs> I'm with the band shirt, Bobby. This, this should be part of the marketing for this. Yeah, we, Let's we, get, get Bobby a, a date. I'll get you a t-shirt. We've yeah. done some good wingmanning. <laughs> yes, yeah. let's yeah. go. We do. Yeah. And uh, Riker, we haven't negotiated 100%. the uh, writer yet, so maybe we'll get a jet out there for you and Danny and. Shipyano. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I know a really good pilot who can yeah. fly a, a Learjet <laughs> or a Falcon. So whatever oh, yeah, the dude. budget requires. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pops Lynch, what's up? That's right, yeah. yeah. That's um, great. Speaking of, uh, you guys mentioned playing like really, really big shows and uh, and also you know the, the, the club vibes and whatnot, which I've seen you guys at all kinds of different shows. But I wanted to... Uh, uh, get Bobby extra excited. He's he's already a big fan, but Bobby, these guys uh these guys opened for Blink One Eighty Two at Once Upon a Time. Wow, we did. Damn, yeah. dude, that that's, was a uh, that's as big as it gets. That was a yeah, it was a surreal moment. I mean, I that was I think wow. one of the first where was it CDs at? I purchased. Uh, well, we did a, we um, did a short tour, a short tour. Like 12, so we did like twelve shows, thirteen shows, or something like that. Um, Ten. Oh, mostly wow. like I and blink 182 is like one of your guys's uh big idols and inspirations yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah so yeah like like one of my first cds i purchased was uh their first album i think uh cheshire cat so it was like it's That's it's so definitely cool. been a long time coming of uh of like dang blink blink kind of got us into music and playing music um so it was like very surreal to be on a stage and then Dang. big stages too like packed with blink fans you're like oh shit. yeah like b- big arenas like bobby who's your who's your big comedian that you look up to that you're inspired by um i work with um ian bag he's been recently doing like a bunch of these big theaters that we've been doing but you're doing you're doing stuff with ian already like who's yeah, the yeah. next level oh that, like, uh, opening dude, for probably dude i really like andrew shoals dude i love what he does he just also is like sold out the garden two shows like next year and uh, there you go yeah. so you're yeah. opening yeah. for like andrew like that's that's the equivalent that would yeah, be crazy that would be like andrew's be like crazy. yo bobby you think you need a date? Well, let me get you on this stage and we'll yeah. get you fired. <laughs> get you fired. Dude, that would be yeah. so much fun. That would be so much fun, man. Yeah. This yeah. was this is actually crazy because uh I'm pretty sure all three of us, like our with our guitar music instructors, like when we were growing up, like we would learn guitar and we'd we'd bring blink songs to them to learn blink songs. And so like literally nice. we were learning our instruments to blink songs. And then yeah. fast fast forward, you know, X amount of years and we're opening for Blink. Our like guitar teachers were just like blown away. They were like, it was a cool moment for them, you know? Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. That is cool. So yeah, yeah it, it was pretty surreal to go out with your heroes and to experience that and do, yeah, we did this was before Tom left the band, <laughs> like in 2013, <laughs> I yeah, think. Yeah, Tom was yeah. still in the band before he decided to yeah, go on hiatus good. to chase aliens. And uh, and he's once returned now, returned now, but this was like right before he left yeah. that last time. So. But a good story, on my birthday, we played, uh, we played 
Riot Fest in Chicago. And Travis Barker invited us to this club that he was performing at after the show. They headlined the main stage. So he invited us to go sit in like his VIP booth at this club that he was playing called the American Junkie in Chicago. He was doing like a drum. Okay. He was doing like a drummer DJ thing with Mixmaster Mike. With Mixmaster Mike, and uh, yeah, then we took shots on my birthday and just raged at this fucking club. And honestly, probably the best birthday ever. I don't yeah. think you, I don't think anything could top that. Like just sitting next to Travis <laughs> Parker, uh, fucking yeah. shredding on the drums. We're just like in the VIP booth, just. That's crazy. It so was cool. Quite the moment. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. And the show so, at Riot Fest was pretty rad too. Yeah. I mean, so many crazy memories from that. But uh that year was crazy. We did Warp Tour, then we did a bunch of stuff with Blink. We did like 10 dates, and then we went out with 303. Um, and that was oh, kind yeah. of the the beginning of this like five or six year run where we were just kind of on the road non-stop um and then making records at when we were at home and then on the road again and just really like we were fully in um you know which was beautiful but pushing for so hard for so long and you know being kind of worn out it led to us kind of having an era a new era which is where we're at now with the fund um, and we kind of were talking about this earlier, but like when you're out on the road, you're pushing, you're nonstop, you're too close mm-hmm. for too long and, you know, things get existential and you're like, what's going on? And then, you know, eventually, you know, we kind of reformed into this new era where we, we got a studio headquarters and we, you know, we had a bunch of gear all over the place. We had all of our bedroom studios and then we were like, all right, let's pull it all together. We did a record for some friends and that kind of started and ever since we it's been about five and a half years now um of us in our studio and we've been kind of just non-stop making records now like arguably new beef fund after the burnout it got a little unhealthy you know especially this was our later 20s where we were kind of like partying and going hard and right. uh now we're kind of a little more mature maybe and a little you know, we've kind of learned. And so now things are like way more healthy. And so kind of arriving back to doing some new beat fund is really beautiful because it's, it's kind of like a healthy pace and kind of our own way again, and kind of the essence of when new beat fund started without a label. And, and we're kind of back there in a really beautiful full circle sort of way, you know? Well, I love that, man. And I, I, I think that's so cool that you guys, have evolved in that way because you know you're obviously incredibly talented guys but then you're you're becoming uh more self-aware and and smarter to you know to take care of yourself and i think that's such a good uh like lesson for lack of a better word uh to share with people you know like if you go so hard all the time you're you you gotta have the rest and recover just as much as as really pushing the needle and and you know driving and going after your goals because if you are you know unhealthy you're useless to to everybody you love and to everything that you want to do and everything that you want to accomplish so I think that's a, a really good um, takeaway mm-hmm. from this and um, it sounds sounds like you guys have really come full circle and you're like really ready to to take the next step with your with the fund and NBF, you know, and, and you're doing it in a, in a very healthy way. And, uh, I'm, I'm just excited because I'm, you know, one of your biggest fans and I, I'm excited to see what's next because I love it. 
Heck yeah, man. Well, thanks, Riker. It's yeah, inspiring. we're grateful for you, Riker. Yeah, appreciate it all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool for us, too, because it's just, uh, you know, being an artist is, is not an easy lifestyle. And, uh, and you know, being that it, in some ways now versus the past, the camera's on and you like artists feel like you sort of have to always be on and always be promoting and it mm -hmm. it's it's difficult so it's like i guess for us just you know there there is a healthy balance to reach with it all and uh and knowing a sort of finding that sweet spot where you can take care of yourself but also feel like you can you know connect with people and share your art um yeah so you know that's that's the good thing about the way things are connected right now is it makes it easier to share your art but really artists uh and no one tells you this but just building that nice boundary with it where you can uh separate yourself and 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 have a moments alone and not feel like you you know you, you have to perform at every moment so um totally i think that's that's a space that we've sort of come around to with it all <laughs> yeah 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 well said i mean this is uh this has been awesome you guys uh, you you're so inspiring i absolutely love working with you i love all your songs um love you as humans most importantly and uh thank you so much for taking time out of your your busy schedule i know you guys are working like crazy with uh, other artists and you got all your new stuff coming so thank you for taking time to join us here on glass half full it's been an absolute pleasure to uh to share you with our listeners and um be, you guys be sure to check out the new tunes and like i said california socal new year's eve keep an Let's eye go. out this is where you want to be yes boom boom thank you guys yeah, yeah. follow um Yep. Thank you guys at, so much. At New Beat Fund for uh, updates on yes. uh, Twitter or Instagram or wherever you guys are, TikTok. And uh, thank you so much for having us, guys. We appreciate you and uh, the thoughtful questions. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It was so great to meet you guys. Yeah, love you guys. Thank you for being here. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Glass Half Full with Riker and Bobby, New Beat Fund. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. See you on New Year's. Thank you so much for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Word of mouth goes a long way with building an audience, and we are loving bringing these positive vibes to you every week. We would really, really appreciate you spreading the love. And if you wanted to take your support to the next level, Bobby and I both have Instagram subscriptions that directly help fund our podcast. I also have a Patreon, which I mainly use for exclusive content and my instagram subscription is more about direct messaging and the occasional top secret post regardless we are very grateful to have you listening to the podcast hope you're enjoying it and hope you have an excellent day cheers